Um, the reading today is from Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 10. Um, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up to him and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Can I add my welcome to Mark's and thank you so much, Rihanna, for reading. I feel lost. Have you ever uttered those three words? Have you ever found yourself confused, stuck, directionless, disconnected, or just adrift in life? You may be always busy, but find yourself wondering why. Perhaps you're not where you expected to be at this point in life. Or maybe you're exactly where you expected to be. But either way, there's a nagging feeling of, is this it? You found yourself wanting more, whatever that means. Well, if this is you, you're in good company. If you search Google, you will find hundreds of articles of how to deal with a quarter life, midlife, or even late-life crisis, as people go through periods of soul-searching and questioning. And in the world of politics, feelings of lostness can be particularly acute, with reshuffles often feeling like games of snakes and ladders, with so-called powerful people often feeling utterly powerless, and the cycle of elections having the potential to turn lives upside down. And if you've never felt lost, then according to psychologists, it's only a matter of time, as they suggest most of us will experience it at some stage or another. For some, it may be a full-on existential crisis. But for others, it will be a more general, out-of-sorts, ugh, just-because kind of feeling. We may not even recognise it as being lost, so is there an answer? Well, according to Google, we could try journaling, take up a new hobby, become more active, get outside more, start meditation, see a therapist, be kinder to ourselves, or just to reframe the situation. One quite honest article I read admitted that whilst all these things might help, they won't necessarily solve the problem. Well, in today's passage, 
Jesus offers us a much more radical solution to lostness. And in verse 10, states that his mission was to seek and save the lost. Let's dive into our passage to find out more. We're going to look at the passage under three points. Being lost, being found, and being totally transformed. So our first point, being lost. Today we're continuing our series, Meals with Jesus, and today's meal takes place in the home of a man named Zacchaeus, who we meet in verse 2. Zacchaeus was most certainly lost in life. He wouldn't have necessarily acknowledged his lostness. After all, he'd achieved his main goal, which was to get rich quick, and he'd done this very successfully. He was most certainly a high achiever, a chief tax collector, verse 3, no less. Even if others despised his career choice. Tax collectors were viewed by the population at large as unscrupulous, corrupt liars. Maybe some MPs can relate to this. But in contrast to the vast majority of MPs, he was actually all, all those things. <laughs> and yet, despite his wealth and success, he was still missing something. In fact, that's often how people feel when they reach the top of their career. They realise that there's nothing there. I don't know if you like rugby, but I'm a massive rugby fan and I loved watching the recent World Cup. But while I was watching it, I was remembering back to 2003 when Johnny Wilkinson kicked that amazing winning drop goal. Who wouldn't have wanted to be Johnny Wilkinson in that moment? And yet in his biography, he wrote, I woke up after winning the World Cup and could not have felt more empty. Time and time again, we learn in life that success doesn't necessarily breed contentment. And this is certainly true in Zacchaeus's case. He may not have felt the same emptiness as Johnny Wilkinson, but he was definitely searching for something. And so when he heard that Jesus was passing through Jericho, he went out of his way to see who Jesus was. Verse 3. This wasn't a case of Zacchaeus just wanting to see Jesus to get a glimpse. He was more curious than that. He wanted to get a sense of who Jesus really was. Perhaps he's heard some of the hype that he'd healed a leper and given a blind man's sight, that he'd welcomed little children and even welcomed tax collectors. And he wanted to know what Jesus was actually about. But whatever he'd heard, he wanted to see for himself. But he wasn't the only person that day who came out to see Jesus. And being short, he couldn't see over the crowd. But what he did next was quite dramatic. He climbed a sycamore tree as he was desperate not to miss Jesus. He was willing to make a fool of himself and to act like a little kid by climbing a tree because Jesus was coming that way, verse 4, and he had to see him. And I can relate. Last May, on the day of the King's coronation, I got up at the crack of dawn to join the masses on the mail. It felt a historic moment. 
or certainly a moment that would be useful for a sermon illustration. But sadly, like Zacchaeus, I struggle to see through the dense crowd is the perennial problem of being small. I would have climbed a tree if I could have found one, but instead I resorted to sharing a kind stranger's stool as we both balanced rather precariously, each on one leg, just trying to grab a glimpse of the king as he sort of passed and, and waved. But imagine if instead of just passing by, the king had actually stopped the carriage and got out, beckoned me down from my stool and invited me to join him at Buckingham Palace before asking if he and Queen Camilla could come back to mine for tea. I know that was never going to happen, but just imagine if it had. Well, with Zacchaeus, it did happen. A far greater king than King Charles, Jesus Christ the King, the King of the whole universe, looked up at Zacchaeus in the tree and commanded him to come down immediately because he must stay at his house, verse 6. Which leads nicely onto our second point, being found. While Zacchaeus was certainly lost, he had no expectation that Jesus would seek him out or find him. It would have been entirely natural for Jesus to just pass by. He had places to be, people to see, crowds to please, miracles to perform after all. While Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, there was no plausible reason why Jesus should want to see him. In fact, in the social pecking order of the day, he would have been pretty low on the list. And some of us might feel the same about ourselves. But Jesus wants to see him. More than that, he wants to know him. And amazingly, he has the same desire for us too, however lost we may be feeling. When Jesus reaches his spot, he stops, looks up, and calls Zacchaeus down by name. It's personal, purposeful, premeditated, predestined even. It was his plan to meet with Zacchaeus in that moment and to stay and eat dinner at his house that night. I don't know if you find this, but I always feel you get to know someone so much better when you get to spend time in their home. As a child, I used to love the programme Through the Keyhole. I don't know if you've, you've seen it. And the reason I loved that show was that you got to kind of get a sneak preview into their the, the life and the house of kind of a celebrity. And I always felt that you got to know them a bit and um, got to understand them. It was, I know, a bit curated, but you did start to feel that you really got to know a bit of them. And Jesus, by inviting himself to stay at Zacchaeus' house that night, is saying, I want to know the real you. I'm interested. I care. You matter. I know you're lost, but I haven't given up on you. I want to spend time with you. When Jesus commands Zacchaeus to come down, as, as if he's been seen properly for the first time, and it's wonderful. So he came down at once and welcomed Jesus gladly. Verse 6. But not everyone was happy with this. 
In fact, there was a huge amount of muttering going on. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner, verse 7. In Luke's Gospel, we see time and time again that people assume they know best about who Jesus should spend his time with. And it's not those who are lost in life. The overarching expectation is that Jesus should be here for the morally upright, the religious, the seemingly sorted. But Jesus turns this completely on its head and regularly seats out those who are not like this. In Jesus' topsy-turvy world, he regularly goes after people like tax collectors, seeking out the most unlikely candidates and actively calling them by name. And amazingly, he continues to do exactly the same today. Having been both lost and then found by Jesus, Zacchaeus' story doesn't end there. Jesus' stay with Zacchaeus was not like your average overnight stay in a local bed and breakfast. A pleasant experience with good food and nice conversation, but largely forgotten the next day. Jesus' stay with Zacchaeus completely changed his life. It led to transformation. So our third point, being totally transformed. Verse 8. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Knowing that Jesus is Lord over everything, Zacchaeus chooses to live as such. Recognising that he's no longer in charge affects everything, including his past mistakes. With a new boss and a new purpose, he shows radical generosity to others. The amount he gives away to the poor is so much more than anything that he was required to do. Unlike the rich young ruler who we meet in the previous chapter of Luke's Gospel, who went, to, went away sad because he wanted to cling on to his wealth, Zacchaeus willingly gives what he has away as he values knowing Jesus so much more. Once an outsider, he has been accepted in. He's gone from being a sinner to being a true son of Abraham, verse 9. A true child of God and his actions reflect this. So what about us? Do our lives show that Jesus is our treasure? Would people look at us and notice that our lives have been transformed by him? If we grasp that we were lost and have been found, that we've gone from outsider to child of God, then our, life will, our lives will look radically different too. It's worth pondering, isn't it? And the power behind the total transformation is the power of salvation, verse 9. Jesus Christ was willing to be lost so that we could be found. Jesus was willing to be hung on a tree, to be crucified so that we could be saved. On the cross, he was mocked and berated by others as they demanded that he save himself by coming down. 
but Jesus refused, staying on the cross so that he could call Zacchaeus and others, including you and me, down from the tree instead. So the question is, have you come down from the tree? Whether or not we feel lost, the Bible is clear that without Jesus, we are lost. If you've never accepted your lostness, will you accept that you need to be found by Jesus? Jesus is calling your name today and he wants to know you. In verse 1, we see that Jesus was just passing through Jericho and if Zacchaeus hadn't responded then, he might have missed the opportunity. Similarly, we never know how long we will have to respond to Christ's call. Will you respond today and welcome him gladly before it's too late? And if you have welcomed Jesus gladly, praise God that he has sought you out and found you. Why not remind yourself today what it was like to be truly lost and the amazing transformation that Jesus has made to your life. And on the days when you feel confused, stuck, directionless, disconnected, or just adrift, remember that you believe in a God who has sought you out, knows you by name, and sees you as a child of his. Jesus came to seek and save the lost, why don't we turn to give him thanks for this now? Heavenly Father, thank you that you came to seek and save the lost. Thank you that you are a God who seeks people and transforms lives. Transform us today, we pray. Amen. And we're now going to turn.